Hey everyone, it's Nadia with the She Could So She Did podcast, Dating After Divorce in Your 40s. Thanks for joining me for another episode. This is episode five, and this is part two of my interview with Grayson Marshall Jr., the Metacognition Coach. So if you listened to part one, I already know that you know that part two is going to be on fire. We really got into some hot topics in part one, and the conversation continues in part two. So one of the things that we're going to talk about today is, can a single mom teach young men to be men? So what I want you guys to do is go ahead and answer that question for me on social media. Tag me at Nadia Policard and let me know what your thoughts are um, after you have listened to this interview. So let's go ahead and get right to it. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast if you enjoy listening to the show and share it with your friends so that they may listen too. All right, so here we are with part two of my interview with Grayson Marshall Jr. All right, Grayson, so I have a question for you. So let's talk about finances. Like how does a man feel when his significant other earns more money than him? Like what is the psychology like, what are his thoughts? What's the psychology behind that? I, I think if they're true, if they're true to who they are, it shouldn't matter. I mean, think about it. Tom Brady is the most recognized quarterback probably in the history of, of pro football. Six Super Bowl rings. His wife makes five times the money he makes. Really, Janelle, I did not know that. Janelle makes five times as, she, as a model. She makes five times as much money as Tom Brady makes. So mm. again, two people who are who are visible, who are um, very successful. I mean, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. I would lay that two check down. I would tend to say that Gabrielle probably makes more money than Dwayne does. And I believe there's a lot of celebrity couples that that scenario exists when it comes down to it. I don't think, I think if you know who you are, I don't think it's as much of a thing, but I think so many men don't know who they are and the emasculation of men has created a scenario where they feel less so if you add that scenario onto my feelings of emasculation then there really is an emotional problem who's emasculating men i think i think society in and of itself some of the changes that have made are are such as um single family homes i think i think mothers raising young men are leading to emasculation because here's the deal no matter how much you love him, you can't teach your son to be no man. You can't. You're not a man. I don't care how much you try. You can't teach him how to be a man. You may teach him how to be more sensitive to a woman. You may be able to teach him how a woman is. You can't teach him how to be no man. And I okay, think, you know, you know, this is an unpopular opinion, right? It don't matter. It's, it's, <laughs> it's reality. You can't. So you can you can teach your man. Oh no, this this is this is PG rated, so I can't go. But no, you can curse. I have ex- you can curse if you want. You can't teach your man how to have an erection. You can't talk to your son about erection. You can't. It's what just is there, what exactly is there to teach on that subject? I don't get it. There's a whole lot that goes with on our side. <laughs> there's a whole lot, and you can't teach him that because it's not. I'm, there's things about a man and vice versa. I can't teach my. I've got three daughters. They couldn't come to me about menstruating. You can do that, some research. But still, it, it ain't nothing like going through it. I can't <laughs> that's a, that's a fact. Well, using your theory, then, then how come we have a male OB and GYNs? They, can they are the doctors of that region. 
They can understand the female anatomy, then they're only there to deal with the anatomy. They can, if I'm an OBGYN and I'm there to deal with your female anatomy, I studied your anatomy. I still don't know what you're what you're dealing with. And let's yeah, not I prefer not to have male OBGYNs just for that reason. Well, exactly. It's too scientific. Exactly. I mean, and that's all and that's all it is anyway. That's one of the, the, the reasons. The other reason I think is the definition of what a man is has been skewed over time. And I think it is never it hasn't stayed consistent. Um, now the fact that we have a a seemingly population that's geared towards same sex relationship changes where men fit in because I don't think women are looking for men anymore. I think they're looking for someone to connect to emotionally, which is why some of them are making the lifestyle choice to do something different. So, I mean, if you're looking at, if you're looking at a dude and you're, you're pretty, you know, everybody can see that. But if you, if you were taking that route and you're a dude, you'd be like, dang, all the good ones gone. What's happening? They over there. And when you have a conversation, well, she understands me emotionally. She gets me. This is what I hear when I talk to them. I don't judge them. I just want to find out what's happening. And they tell me, well, I just, I just feel like she understands me more. She feels, feels what I'm going through. Hmm. When it comes down to those cases, there, how do you win that? How do you fight that? Well, I mean, I don't know. I really can't answer that question. <laughs> but I do know for myself, like, an emotional connection is very important in a relationship. Sure. And, you know, you can be really emotionally connected to somebody one day and then two days later, y'all are done and over with. So, so were you really emotionally connected then? Yes. But that doesn't mean like an emotional connection doesn't mean that the relationship is a good one. Okay. What makes a good relationship? Um, res yeah, I think respect. Like you mentioned, I think respect is very important. Appreciation, right. um, doing what's best for the unit as opposed to for yourself. So I don't know if saying, you know, being selfless is important, but I just think recognizing the big picture is really important. I mean, there's so many things now that I'm like kind of walking through it, being honest. Honest is a bit like there are so many basic things that I think people forget. <laughs> like, let's start with the basics. How about be honest? Because if, you know, I cannot stand, that's one of the big things, you know, I'm all, oh, I'm always talking about like red flags. If a man is going to lie about something, like something silly, you're going to lie about important things too, you know? So don't lie about basic stuff because most of the time, and I've learned, you know, the truth usually reveals itself. Who, so, who better liars, women or men? I want to hear this from you. Who better liars? Women. I think women are. So, so I, there's no question they are right so it, <laughs> i hate to say it yeah i think women are very like like calculative strategic about their lives deceitful deceitful, hmm? deceitful. Very I'm, not gonna, I, I'm not gonna say women by nature are deceitful and let's like everybody lies that's a fact right. you know you and know. most you of the time yeah, when you go to the root of it, people lie because they're ashamed or because they um, are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, insecure, you know, so they want to like make themselves look better um, or they're ashamed about something. So they want to hide their past um, or they, you know, so let's say like a woman cheated, for example. Um, I honestly feel like when women, 
you know, if a woman cheats, she's less likely to get caught than a man. Why I just it? feel why is it? Just because like I don't know, we're just a lot more strategic about how we lie and cover things up. I'm not saying I ever did that, let's be clear. Never have cheated on a man. Period. But hold on. So but hold I'm on. saying but hold on. So they're more calculated. So how does that make a man feel secure in a relationship knowing that we'll literally never know if y'all do? I mean, it does go both ways. You don't, you'll never, you might never know if the man does. I know for a fact there are women. Um, I mean, we talked about this on my first episode with Steven about, you know, what percent of relationships have infidelity. And it wasn't just like men do it all the time or women do it all the time. It was more so that it happens in relationships. And I'm going to guess, I don't know the numbers on this. So if somebody knows, you know, let me know. But I'm going to guess that um, the majority of the time you might know of one thing, but you don't know of everything. Right. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. You know, which is the concerning thing. And, you know, I've had like, you know, in my experience, like older women, like conversations with older women, you know, elders and stuff where they say like, oh, you know, men are going to cheat. Just find a good one who's going to be a good person to you. And I'm like, wow. And I just remember as a young woman hearing this advice, right. I was like, I rebuke that basically. Like, that's not true. Not at all. You know, like, you know, you it's a choice. Cheating is a choice. You just have to be, you know, honest or whatever. But, um, you know, at the senior age of 42, <laughs> I have come across, like, I just feel like it's unusual when you come across a couple where they have not faced infidelity. That's really unusual. And I'm just like, wow. I mean, we're just, you know, I, it's, it's sad and it's unfortunate, but at the end of the day, we're just humans, you know, that doesn't excuse anything. Don't get me wrong. I oh. do believe that there are women and men who can be faithful and that have been faithful to their spouse. So let's, let's be clear so, about that. Let me ask you this. As you're moving forward into your next, into your next um, chapter of life and relationships, have you decided um, what your new boundaries are? Have you decided what they're going to be when it comes to um, dating or not dating? Because I, ha I, I think I, I know I did. And one of the things that I decided to do was I'm not going to be fully into someone that I don't believe could be someone I would marry. Absolutely. I, I believe in that. I date intentionally. Right. Um, so it's like, so I've got to, and you, you, you were clear about that. You, 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 um, you, when we talked, you were like, so Grayson, here's what I do. I, you know, I date one person at a time and I see where that's going. And then if it doesn't, then I'll try it again. And that was one of the things that I appreciated about you having that conversation. Cause I don't think, I think guys, uh, or even single people in general, I think when they get out and they're starting over, they tend to, date to figure out what they want as opposed to like I said earlier know what you want so you can just know it's not that and I just I got to a place where I said if I don't even think I could marry you and that's not to say I would or not would but if you don't fit and check off a number of boxes there really ain't nothing for us to do you know it's just I mean right we can, we can still hang out we can have, we can probably do whatever but I'm not going to 
because I know I know how important my energy is. I know how important the direction is. And if this isn't going that way, then I'm not. I'm, I'm really not going there. Here's the other thing too. I believe that once I really lock in on what I want, what I want, I'll attract into my life, and it'll come. And what you'll find, and people understand this, when you really start looking at how you think and what you want, you won't have to get rid of people because they'll just disappear. And you that's so true. They will, I mean, go away. It'd be somebody that you were talking to like every day for a while. And all of a sudden, you just don't talk to them anymore. And there was no argument. There was no fight. There was no nothing. But when your focus and your energy is going a certain way, and that's not where theirs is, when you're truly locked in, they'll leave. So for me, it's, I'm not going to go out with you. If you don't possess something that I know I could actually decide, you know, I could be with her the rest of my life then uh, we ain't going nowhere. It's just, that don't mean we can't be friends and hang out, but I'm just not investing that time. No, absolutely. I agree. That's why I say like I date intentionally. Um, and then also like there's different, in my opinion, like different levels in the whole dating game. Like once I'm like, okay, I really like this person. Then I cease all communication with other people. So in the beginning, explain, early. Explain yeah, that. Explain I will. Little. So I used to be like, you know, um, really just like, okay, if I go on one date with a guy, like, you know, I'm not going to talk to any, I'm not going to go on another date with another guy. I don't do that anymore. I think once, you know, if we've gone like on one or two dates, like I'm going to assume you might be, and I I don't care actually if he is or is not, because we're just, you know, exploring and finding out if we know each other. Um, so like, let's say this has never happened, but let's say I go out to dinner with someone on Monday. If Tuesday, I see them out to dinner with another woman. I actually don't care. You might see me out to dinner Tuesday with another man. Like, you know, that won't bother you. Not at all. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Why should it? Why should that bother me? Shouldn't. But most, I would say there's a large majority of women that feel like if you took me out, and you're out with somebody else the next night, then you really ain't that interested in me. So why did you take me out? What if What if it was a first date? I, I don't think they care. There are women out there literally that could care less if it was a first date. If you went out to dinner with me, and then on Tuesday, you out come with somebody completely I, different. That's so unrealistic. I know, but, but it's, I'm telling you, it's a world that, it's a world that people live in. It's a world that men have to face. And I believe it's a, a dating challenge for guys because I think in the back of your mind, you got you to gotta walk this thing out. Why? Because in two minutes, you could be blasted to the whole entire social media world as a bum. I mean, just, and, and, and literally you can be. Well, that's, that's, that's just not even, that doesn't make sense to me. Emotionally. I get what you're, yeah, no. Like, honestly, again, let's, you know, until I just honestly feel like until we've had a conversation, right. really, not, not even like, oh, you're my man, I'm your woman, not even that, just more of like, you know, I really like you or whatever. And then sometimes I just make the decision without that conversation. I'm like, I really like this person. I'd like to pursue it. Therefore, I'm not going to entertain anyone else. But um, honestly, I think it's unrealistic. If I see him, if I go out with him on Monday and Tuesday, he's with someone else. Right. Um, and, you know, unless I have reason to believe, okay, this is like if they're wearing wedding rings and stuff, that's a whole other conversation. I'll even like, I'll just wave like, hey, how you doing? Like, I don't have any right to have any upset feelings about the fact that he's at dinner with someone on Tuesday. I'm not going to make any assumptions that he's with 
um, you know, a girlfriend or anything like that, or, um, you know, it could be a coworker, it could be his cousin, it could be his sister. So I'm not going to be bothered by that at all. And I will wave. I'm not going to be rude. I'm just going to wave. Hey, how are you? Good to see you and keep it moving. And that's the honest truth. Okay. That so is he, the honest truth. If he's holding hands with her. If he's holding, if he's hands. holding hands with her. I like, I'll be like, okay, that's interesting. Obviously this is somebody, this is not a first date for him. I'm going to assume. And then I'm going to decide, do I want to be involved in this or not? And most likely no. If he's all booed up. Okay. This is a different fact pattern. <laughs> if what you're saying is that he is at dinner the next day or even that week and all booed up with somebody where it's apparent that they are like, you know, at a completely different level than him and I were. Right. I still don't think I'm going to be upset. I'm just going to be like, yeah, no thanks. Wow. Sketchy. No thanks. That's it. So you're not, you're not going to ask him. You won't ask him anything about it. You won't bring it up. You won't have a discussion well, about it. Well, that's not, I didn't say that. Okay. I'm so there. using the second set, I mean, the second scenario, I should say, right. Right. if, I, you know, let's say I hear from him again. And be like, oh, so who was that at dinner? You like, you guys looked awfully cozy. Yes, I will definitely say something, okay. just so that I know. And then if he's like, oh, you know, it's a woman I've been dating on and off, I'd be like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, and then then it, it really becomes on me. Do I want to continue to pursue this or not? And most likely, I'll be like, no, because again, you know, I'm not trying to be like the, I don't know, the backup plan or who knows. But, but what, what's to say in the back of the plan? Let's say for a year, they've been dating off and on, like once every other month, once every month or whatever, but they like each other. Nah, and, I wouldn't want, that's a year you've been dating, you have a fear of commitment. No, thanks. That's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really talking about, you know, <laughs> like early stages. If you've okay. been, if you've been involved with a woman for a year, you really have no business in my opinion, again, these are my opinions. No judgment if this is what you do. If you're out there listening, you really have no business um, entertaining like a new, like you just really have to have a, uh, like a clear space, you know, spiritually to bring someone into your life in a significant way. And again, that's because I am dating intentionally. So when I date, if I don't see a future, like, you know, and it's not even a future, like, husband right away. If I, if I don't ever see myself in a relationship with a man, then, um, like, as his woman, as his girlfriend, oh, yeah. then it's, like, then I, you know, not interested. We can be friends. So, what, so, so I think, I, so we didn't, we didn't say this. Do you mind sharing your age? Because I think that, you know, the context of the conversation, I think, really varies based on age so do you mind sharing your age no no not a problem i'm 52 52 don't look a day over 35 it's wonderful so it's, it's a beautiful life yes that's true you do you don't look 52 at all so that, um and, I, and here's too. I think that you're talking about age and his reality too i think age has to do with experience as well because i don't believe i'm 52 in relationships oh and yes yeah because because 20 years of my life were in the wrong relationship so I don't think, I, I think I've matured in a completely different way when it comes mm -hmm. down to it. So I think that your age experience and what you've been through dictates a little bit more of how you um, see the next relationship. So 
it's probably going to be unfair in some respects moving forward for people because I won't tolerate what I did at 30, you know what I'm saying, uh, or 28. Right. So I, think, I think those, so I guess maybe people won't have the same grace. And I think it goes with a lot of people because the, uh, the, the courting period is a lot shorter because I'm 52. You know what I'm saying? When when you're 31, 35, you can still, you know, I still got time to court a little bit. But at 52, you're like, no, been there, done that. Um, I want to move forward. So here's how we're moving forward. And I think it's a clear, and I think we need to take this and give it back to younger people so that they can start doing this early on. So mm-hmm. they don't have these experiences like we had. They can actually go through early and say, no, I do have my list and move back to your list. I think you do need a list because if you, okay, you bought your, you bought a house. Didn't you know what you wanted when you went in the house? I mean, if you wouldn't know what you wanted, you, you, you knew you wanted to either be at the beach or not at the beach. I want this many bedrooms. I want this many bathrooms. I mean, you had a plan before you walked in. You weren't going to take something. You knew what you were looking for. And I think that's what she's talking about when having a, having a plan. I mean, if, if you're a guy who likes short women, then a tall woman just ain't going to do it for you. So I, that, my list is, okay, I want somebody this height. I want somebody this weight. I mean, on my list, I mean, I got specific on my list. I talked about underwear. I mean, I wanted you to wear certain underwear. Real talk. Because here's the deal. If I'm gonna be, what? Yeah, if I'm going to be with Wait. you the rest of my life, then I'm, I want you to, you know, look a certain way. <laughs> you know, so I don't like big bros. That's just reality. I don't like <laughs> For me, don't want me. So if you kind of. Just loving big granny panties, that that's gonna be a that's a deal killer for me. It's just not <laughs> that's a deal breaker. Granny panties. That's a deal breaker. All right, deal work. breaker. That's not gonna work for hey. me. And that may work with somebody else. It just doesn't for me, it's not I want part of my part of my Wait, wait, hold on. Like, but what if what's underneath the granny panties is like the bomb.com? <laughs> <laughs> like what if she's just got that? <laughs> no. No. I see that don't I don't feel okay, your face. You guys not, can't see his face right now, but his face not, is cracking me up. <laughs> it, it just, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't, I don't know. It's just, I think, I really believe that there's part of sexuality and relationship intimacy is the feeling that you have. And I think that it's, I think there, there's something about sexuality and sensuality that to me has everything to do with your presentation, just like anything else. I think presentation is part of your affect and effect on people. So when you walk into the room, and if you look, okay, so let's say you, right? You, 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 you Mexican and Haitian. You got this skin color, good hair. You got all this stuff. The reality of it, if all that right there was covered with a flannel dress and um, some uh, some some uh, Mennonite sandals on, and you got your hair up in a bun with some glasses on. I'm sorry. It's just if that's how you come in every day, nah. It, and underneath it all, hair. I had my hair in a bun yesterday. Underneath it all is the bomb diggity. Underneath it all, but I don't see that. I had my hair. First of all, let's talk about. Well, that's a whole other thing. You said good hair. You know you're gonna get flack for that. There's no such thing as good hair. All hair is good. You know you're gonna get flack for that, right? Did I say that you had good hair? You yes. Let's reverse the tape. You said you Mexican Haitian got that good hair. I was saying in a whole, you do have good hair. Well, no. Do you not have good hair? I didn't say it was bad hair. Yeah, no, I would not say I have good hair. What do you say you have? What's good hair? There's nothing. There's no such thing. Hair is beautiful. A a woman's hair is her crown. 
you got so you got a nice crown. Or let me rephrase it then. So your crown. Looks I good. like my hair. My like you know by your I don't know what your definition of good hair is, but like I see other hair that's you know different texture, my, and I'm like that hair is gorgeous. Real no, crown. my definition of good hair was the hair on Nadia. I said let's look at Nadia. You have good hair. You got beautiful skin, and I said that if all that was covered up under some flannel dress that came down to your ankles. And you had some glasses on and just wore no makeup. Or you don't wear a lot of makeup anyway. But the reality is, if you were looking frumpy, right now. if you were looking frumpy every day of your life, it could be the bomb diggity underneath. If that's how you roll it every day, you ain't going to get dudes that just want to, because they ain't going to take time to try to get up underneath all that because they ain't figured out. They're like, nah, uh-uh. It might be like that underneath. That's my whole point. Okay, is that I get it. I, want, I mean, I believe, I, I really believe in... Um, like, you know, a woman has to bring her sexy. I do certainly 100% believe that. But that's just me. I don't think it's necessary. Would you say? Why are you arguing with me then? Because you agree. I'm not arguing with you. No, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying, you know, I was just clarifying, I guess, that hair statement. I do believe I do believe women need to bring the sexy. But sometimes sexy is just being confident in who you are. Big panties ain't sexy. You know, like right now, I'm in gym clothes. And hair is kind of still wet. I have I don't usually wear makeup unless I'm going out, and I am completely comfortable in my own skin because that's just I who it. I am. All I'm saying is big panties ain't sexy. That's all I'm saying to you. I, that that's I, that, that I bring that to the table. It's gonna stay there. Big panties ain't sexy to me. That's just me. <laughs> that could be yeah. somebody else. That's not me. So it's those things like that that I, I I think that that's part of the attraction to people. This the 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 big thing attracting. I've shared this with you too. If I can have a conversation with you, then there's no reason for us to even to even be talking at all. We I've got to be able to talk to you. I've got to yeah. be able to have a conversation with you, not in a in a full agreement all the time, but to be able to have an intelligent conversation that if we disagree, it's gonna cause you to sleep on the other side of the room or sleep on the couch or no, that we we because if I if we're growing together, then I should understand where you stand on certain things. And where I stand on certain things and how that can be a, a catalyst for us growing. Conversation is going to make us grow. So we can have it. We got to have it. That's just, that's just reality. Yes. Well, this that's has been, so we went on almost a full hour. I said we'd go 30 minutes. You and I could talk about like six hours, not a problem. I know. You and I could talk forever, so it's all good. But yeah, well, we went, it's all good. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. Remind us, and you didn't even mention the books you've written. You've, and the, you know, all the great work. Tell us again where we can find you and your books, all that good stuff. The best way is go to GraysonMarshallJr.com, G-R-A-Y-S-O-N, Marshall with two L J R.com. You'll find both of my books, Be Positive Just Because, The Keys to the Life You've Always Imagined. You'll find Maintaining Greatness, Managing Your Gifts for Limitless Living, my new book, Your Second Half. Uh, the answer after sports will be out in October. Um, and uh, I've got six more books coming after that. I love to travel and speak. I love to be on Nadia's podcast. I mean, I just live for certain things in my life. And uh, when they happen, it makes life wonderful for me. But this has been a blessing, a absolute treat. This is fun always. And I hope everybody listening was able to get something out of it that um, sparked you to think. I don't want you to, I don't want anything I ever say or I hope any, nothing anybody ever says truly changes the way you think, but if it gets you to think and then you adopt that as something new to you, then it's your stuff. I think too much 
we go to modeling and emulating what somebody said and haven't even owned it for ourselves. Vet it yourself, and then if it works for you, it can be more powerful for you. Using mm-hmm. someone else's information to be somebody, you're not being you. But if you internalize it, make it your own, make it a part of your life, then it changes how you connect to and deal with everybody every day. So, Absolutely. And you didn't mention your career history. Is that you in the background in that jersey? That's, your jersey? that's my retired jersey. And then this is my Hall of Fame poster. And then over oh, there. So what sport did you play? You got to tell everybody. Basketball. Basketball. I was All-American at Clemson. I graduated. Um, the all-time ACC career assist leader. I still hold 13 collegiate records. I was named into the Clemson Hall of Fame in 2009, and then I was named an ACC basketball legend in 2015. So I bounced the ball a little bit, and uh, I guess they said I did all right. So it's all good. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you, Grayson, and thanks for everybody for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe. You can find me on social media at Nadia Polacard, and we'll have new episodes every Thursday.